Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. 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 You can worship him. God is. God is, no matter what the tabloids say, no matter what's in the news cycle, no matter what you might say or your friends might say, God is, God is the strength of my heart. God is. Oh, how grateful we are to come together in God's house, this house of prayer where we worship the Lord our God. Please pray with me. Father God, we bless you again and thank you for this privilege to worship you to worship you collectively, to join with a one heart and one mind, acknowledging that you are God. And Lord, it's by your spirit that we worship you. Lord God, open now our hearts to the reading and the studying of your word. Make plain your truths to these, your people. Lord, give us the strength to live it out according to your will and way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 If you have your Bibles, ask that you would join me in the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew. Matthew is the first book in the New Testament. Chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 just going to deal with one verse today. If you, if you are there, Matthew chapter 1, reading at verse 18, it reads this way from the New King James Version. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. We're done. You may have your seats. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. I simply like to tag this text today, would God choose you? Would God choose you? Think it not strange that in this text, this is the first verse that Matthew shares to us regarding the birth of Christ Jesus. It's right here in verse 18. And to really appreciate the significance of verse 18, we have to look at what happened prior to this book, this first chapter. Prior to this, this, this first book of the New Testament and this first chapter in the New Testament, there was a period of 400 years of silence. There was silence because God no longer shared any new words to his people. 
This, this 400 years of silence, silence that Malachi teaches us was because of the bitter rebellion of the spiritual leaders, of the people of God. They have grown complacent toward God and his way. The people of God, including the spiritual leaders of that day, were beginning to ignore and turn their backs on God. They, they minimized his interest. They disregarded his values. They rejected God completely. When you look at what Malachi has to say to the people of God, in essence, you realize that the faith of those who God had chosen, that those who God had come to reveal himself to, we see that the faith of those whom God had chosen had waned. And the lesson and message to you and I today is when our faith wanes, things happen that separate us from God. When your faith wanes, you begin to complain. Mm -hmm. when, when your faith wanes, you begin to compromise with God. When your faith wanes, you, go crum, you grow complacent toward God. When, when your faith wanes. And so, faith had waned. It has reduced to a very minimum and very small presence. You wouldn't even know when you looked amongst the people that they were God-fearing folks. You've been now. Uh, uh, you can just look around, but don't. Uh, that, that, that there are people who identify with the Savior, but don't act like it. Mm -hmm. they, they identify as, as church folks, Sunday folks, but don't look like it. Mm -hmm. you, you can't tell it because of their speech. You can't tell it because of their actions. You can't tell it because of the way they live their lives. It's, it's not reflective of the living God. And so when, when that happens, you know that you're dealing with someone whose faith has waned. And so all of a sudden, on one day, one day in particular, people are going about their lives. And there's this young girl just going about her life young girl by the name of Mary. Mary met a young man, and his name was Joseph. And they had plans to get married. The word here is betrothed because in that culture of that day, that simply meant that this young girl was promised to be married or to enter into a marriage with this man named Joseph. But, but something happened. This, this Mary was different from the other folks in her day. This Mary had the kind of faith that if God said it, I'm going to believe it. This Mary was the kind of person that even if you're not looking at me, I know what is right and I'm going to live what is right. I'm going to do what is right. I'm going to say what is right. This Mary 
lived in a way that was righteous and that was pleasing unto God. And so, so, and so what happened here, uh, the miraculous occurs. It was already prophesied in Scripture that, that God would come forth and he would bear him or reveal himself out through a virgin. And here in verse 18, we get an idea of what that experience begins to look like. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows after his mother was betrothed. It's, it's important to know that the selection, the choosing of Mary is not a random event. It's, it's not a random event because God who has all power does not operate in randomness. Yeah, uh, what, what God does not choose like the Powerball. God does not choose like the bouncing ball of the Texas Lotto. Mm -hmm. When God choose, God choose on the basis of righteousness and not randomness. When, when, when God chooses to use you for his glory, for his purpose, he does so based on righteousness and not randomness. Now, for, for those that are still mad that your, your lotto numbers didn't hit when it was at a billion dollars, uh, uh, let me help you to understand this. God doesn't operate in randomness, but he operates in righteousness. So, so let me help you out for those that still that got that lotto ticket in their Bibles. Go ahead and remove it. Go ahead and remove it. In fact, I think I know where it is. You got it somewhere around First uh, Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, the prayer of Jabez. Yeah, Lord, enlarge my territory. Go, go ahead and remove it. When you get a chance, the first trash can or receptacle you find, throw it in. Why? Because God does not operate on the basis of randomness, but he does so according to righteousness. This Mary, this Mary who had obtained favor with God does so because of righteousness and not randomness. She was chosen by God. She was chosen by God as a vessel for his divine purpose. The purpose was so that she can birth the Savior who will bring salvation to mankind. And so this, verse 18, speaks of a miraculous conception, an immaculate birth that takes place. And so it's important to understand that if we want to be chosen by God, to do things for God, it is not a random selection, but there is a responsibility that you and I have as people of God, as believers of God, to be committed to God. This young woman chose God, and God chose her. You can take a look at Luke chapter 1 and verse 28 through 30. You see the testimonies that are made about this woman whom God had chosen. It reads this way, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. 
Blessed are you among women. This is not a testimony that Mary is making of herself, but God's messenger, the angel, is making the testimony to Mary that you, woman, are highly favored. What, what, what would God say about you? Mm -hmm. would, would God make the attestation that you too are highly favored, that you too are blessed because of the decisions that you made to be committed to him? The decisions that you made to be salt and light. The decisions that you made to look less like the world and more like him. Would God make the same testimony, the assertion to you that you are highly favored? Verse 29 says, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting it was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. This, again, was not a selection that was random, but this selection was because of her dedication and her commitment and the life that she lived before God and others that God chose her for his divine purpose. Scripture teaches us and help us understand more about this, this Mary. You know she was a virgin. You know she was, I'll say it again, a virgin. I'm, I'm saying it one more time. You know she was a virgin. Uh, that tells me that she wasn't on TikTok twerking. That, that tells me she wasn't on Tinder, Tindering, swiping left and swiping right. That tells me that she lived a chaste lifestyle and sought to please God. You, you know that she was mm -hmm, a, a, a virgin. You can't find videos on YouTube of her shaking it like it's hot. You can't find her in the nightclub strutting the stride. You, you, you can't find her with her crown roll and coke. You, 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 you can't find her because she lived a chaste lifestyle. Mary, Mary also attests by calling herself a maidservant of the Lord. She lived with humility. She used, lived with humility. And, and she lived dedicated, showing herself to God. And so even Elizabeth, Elizabeth calls out in Matthew, excuse me, in Luke 1, Verse 45, look at what her cousin Elizabeth has to say about her. Scripture says this way, blessed is she who believes, for there will be a fulfillment of those which were told her from the Lord. Mary, disposition, her character, when you're not looking, is that she believes in God. She surrenders herself to God's will and way. Now we hear from Mary's own voice in that same chapter in Luke where she says, verse 46, Mary says, my soul magnifies 
the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my salvation for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant for behold henceforth all generations shall call me blessed for he is mighty and has done great things for me and so if you want God to do great things for you, you have to do something for him. You have to submit yourself and be committed to him and committed to his way so that God would choose you. God, God, God chose Mary because she had a genuine faith in God and it showed through her righteousness toward God. And it was demonstrated amongst others. How many of us are living still in the closet? How many of us are those secret agent Christians? How many of us are not showing ourselves as being fully dedicated and committed to God? That you put away those ways that displease, displease God. She lived in a way that pleased God and God chose to use her as a vessel. And so we should understand that when you surrender your life to God, God will use you as a vessel that you and I will be an instrument used by God for his purpose, for his glory, to bring the message of salvation to others. And so, and so it's, it's important to understand that, that, that for us to be chosen by God, there's some stuff we got to put away. You have to make one decision that either you will live as a wise person or a foolish person because the wise make preparation for God and they yield themselves to God and his way. But the foolish one, the foolish one, the foolish man, the foolish woman, the foolish boy, the foolish girl, they, 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 they disregard the urgency, the importance of making a commitment for Christ Jesus. Jesus talks about it in Matthew 25. In Matthew 25, he gives a parable of the wise and the foolish version. You can go there with me in Matthew 25. Jesus uh, says it this way regarding the vessel. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish and those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels to put in the lamps. The wise. So the question to you saints is what are you, wise or foolish? What are you if your life is a vessel have you invited the Holy Spirit the anointing of God into your life so that you might be able to show forth the light of Christ and his righteousness it's, 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 it's hard to shed light show forth light without Christ in you 
And so the, the foolish virgins didn't put anything in their vessels. They didn't take any oil to be prepared for the bridegroom that was coming. Scripture says, you can read it later, that, 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 that the bridegroom delayed his coming. Everybody fell asleep, but then they woke up because the bridegroom was there. But guess what? It was nighttime, y'all. And, and because it was nighttime, hey, uh, you got to go outside with some light. And it was those that had oil in their lamps that were able to go outside in darkness to be able to meet the bridegroom because they had something in their vessel in this dark world, in the dismay in which we live in today, in a culture that fully rejects God. I got to ask you, do you have the light? Do you have the oil? of the Holy Spirit, do you have God's anointing in your heart? Otherwise, if you don't, guess what? Scripture told me that there was wise and there were what? Foolish. And so to you today, if you don't have Jesus Christ, if you have not accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you have a decision today. And that decision is to choose wisely, to make Christ your Savior. And so not only does the Scripture teaches us that, that, one, that God doesn't choose by random, but he does so instead of righteousness, it also teaches us that, that, that faith in obedience to God's revelation shows itself through obedience. Well, excuse me, faith in God reveals itself through obedience, you know, again, it says in, in uh, Matthew 1.18 that, that, that before they came together, they were betrothed. Before. Matthew writes from the perspective of Joseph. I get it because Matthew, that's a masculine name, Matthew. So Matthew's a man and he writes from the perspective of the man that this young girl that he was married to, she was found. Found. She, she, she was found. She was found, y'all. She was found. Mind you, there's no DNA test. She's found. They're betrothed, so it's like they're dating. They, they engage. They're spending some time together, y'all. She was found. And, and there's, no, there's no Mari Povich to say you are the father. She was found. So, so you know, as time went on, little bumps started developing. And that bump started getting visible. And then she knew something was wrong, but he didn't know when the thing was wrong. And Matthew tells us that she was found. And when she was found with Christ Jesus in her womb, there was something that this Joseph wanted to do. He had two choices. Either he can humiliate her publicly or he can do it privately. If he did it publicly in humiliation, then she would be stoned. Or he could just quietly divorce her. But the scripture says that he was a just man. And being a just man, he didn't want to put her up through the ridicule. So she decided to do it quietly. But there was God working in the background who had another plan. And he revealed himself to a just man to give him direction as what he needed to do. 
And the Bible tells us that what he did is that he responded in obedience. He understood that this conception in her womb was not of another man, but that it was divine and that it was God and that God had chosen to reveal himself through his virgin, the one, yeah, the one that he had come to know. I'm closing here. And so, despite traditions, despite cultures, I need you to understand that there's something that is more prevailing than culture and than traditions, and that is uh, the revealed word of God. Uh, that when we obey that which God has revealed to us through his word, God shows his favor upon us. I don't know uh, what you are dealing with today. I don't know what controversy that stand before you today but I do know that when you trust in God's word that God will reveal himself and show himself to you oh yeah I gotta close here and the last thing that I will let you know is that 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 again that that because of this divine selection you and I have a responsibility that Timothy expresses. Second Timothy chapter 2 says this way, Paul's right, therefore if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. If you and I want to be chosen by God, you and I have a responsibility. And that responsibility is that we must cleanse ourselves. You and I must put away that which is latter. What is the latter? It's sin. It's iniquity. It's carnal living. And we have to choose God. That when you choose God, God will choose you. And I'm so glad that she was found. She was found with child because in Luke chapter 24 verse 2 something tells me another significant finding occurred. In Luke 24 verse 2 these women rose up early Sunday morning to go put spices on a dead body that they thought was in a tomb but the scripture says in 24 verse 2 that they found the stone rolled away aren't you glad that she was found with the wound and that we were found the stone rolled away God can work in your situation God can do the impossible God is mighty and never fails Yes. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.